Back again, folks. Welcome to Pitch to Podium and on the Inside Line F1 podcast. We discussed Mercedes just a few minutes ago, the last time out. And now let's move on to a customer team of theirs who gets the engines from Mercedes, but just doesn't quite seem to get the same level of performance, Kunal. It is Williams. Now, we're on this trend about discussing if teams were a stock. Would you buy? Would you sell? And I'm pretty sure that in 2019 or even 2020, for that matter, early years, you would look at Williams and say, doesn't make sense to hold on or even buy their stock right now. Seems like a good time to sell. This team is well and truly on their decline. But things have really changed, Kunal. It's not us, but Durant and Capital have bought in and they have bought in with the big vision in mind. Yes, Samuel. I mean, Doralton Capital is bringing in the capital, which is sort of (laughs) crucial, uh, you know, when it comes to running Formula One business, as we know. But uh, I suspect uh, when it comes to uh, what I would recommend for Williams, I would recommend uh, buying Williams as a stock, right? Although in 2021, I would buy on the Monday after every day (laughs) because I would expect the stock to sort of drop through every race weekend. Again, no offense. It's just uh, the right time to sort of invest. Uh, you know, we don't know if they've hit rock bottom and sort of resur- you know, sort of rebounded already. It seems like they did with their performance in 2020. Mm. But uh, yes, Williams, extremely exciting. They've got new owners. They've got a new advisor in Jensen Button. And overall, I think it's one of those legacy stocks that you would just be proud to own. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't assign a lot of my, uh, you know, a, a lot of my assets, uh, you know, to towards uh, Williams. Hmm. But I, I think that in the time to come, they will sort of uh, leave tenth place for another team to fall down to and move up the the order. And I would love to see that happen in twenty twenty one, but. If not, then probably 2022. Because if we if we see the the hybrid turbo era in the last couple of years, the the the, the swings in performances haven't been as much, right? So Williams yeah. with the with the budget cap, with the aero restrictions, could they sort of spring a surprise in 2022? I think it's one of those stocks that really grows slowly and steadily. So don't expect many big gains in 2021 and don't expect any headline stories as such. But look out for 2022 or maybe 23. Ideally, when managers come in, really good ones, they have a three-year plan in mind. The first year, just changing everything. Second year, just going ahead with the strategy, right? Trying to lay down the base. And the third year is when they expect the big results. We it seems, Kunal, are in year number two with Williams, where everything is just starting to change and we are getting the key processes just being laid down. Who knows? Maybe 21 may not be the best year for them, but 2022, perhaps that could be the one to watch out for. But the one thing that will keep them on their toes, Kunal, is their star driver, George Russell, because in the last couple of years, he's been the one who's attracted the greatest amount of performance from this package, more than anyone could have ever imagined. Get into Q2 in that Williams... It's just amazing to see what George has done. But George could be leaving. And that must be a bit of a long-term worry for them. I think so. And, you know, Samuel, I I actually just remembered that George Russell's Q2 
performances will again be one of the <laughs> highlights of 2021 of Formula One season. I am pretty certain about that because, like we've said this several times last year, you know, in in our previews. Uh, that uh, all you need to give him is one chance and then he sort of makes the most of that chance, like we saw it at the Bahrain Grand Prix in in the Mercedes as well. So, Mm. yes, at the moment, George Russell is definitely more exciting than than Williams. But uh, like I said, in the long term and for all the legacy reasons and the very fact that it's uh, the Williams uh, brand name and what it sort of uh, stands for in the world of Formula One, it's, uh, it's a stock that I would probably just buy a little bit and a little bit off, hoping that I'll get a bumper at some point. And what's interesting, Kunal, uh, of course, there are a few reasons to be slightly worried, which we shall get to immediately after this one. But what's interesting is Williams fell into that pay driver cycle, the virtuous cycle of pay drivers. Like it's, it's much like the poverty cycle, except for Formula One, but there's no poverty, but you get the idea. It's like the lower line, but you have to hire pay drivers to make your ends meet. Williams fell into that very, very badly for many years. But they finally have seemed to recover with, with the direction money coming in. Of course, you need some external forces coming in and taking you out of that cycle. They finally seem to have that. They could finally get better drivers. Of course, not throwing any shade on Nicholas Tatifi. He's an excellent personality, excellent person, but just hasn't quite seemed to match Russell on the performance level. Who knows? After 2021, maybe we could see two drivers chosen by Williams purely on a competitive scale, not, not with any commercial decisions influencing it. And that could be just a major plus for them. It could be. And I'm now, I just remember Rahul Gandhi's famous quote of escape velocity, which became a big meme in itself, right? (laughs) And Williams are probably building that escape velocity to pick themselves off 10th place. And, and, uh, you know, they have the wherewithal, they have the resources. And I remember sitting through several Claire Williams interviews and oh. all she would say is, you know, we are disadvantaged by how the payouts are made in Formula One. We are disadvantaged by how the more the money, the faster you go is sort of become the concept, yep. uh, you know, in, in motorsport. Of course, she didn't say this in as many words. I've just summarized it. Hmm. But teams like Williams would be waiting or have been waiting for a budget cap since the last 10 years because that's when the first chat came up, Right. Teams like Williams will be able to use the extra development time that Formula One will grant them from this season. And that's exactly why I believe that Williams will definitely pick themselves up sooner rather than later. One thing to worry about, Kunal, if it's a stock that we're buying, what should you be, what should you be aware about before buying in? You know, uh, the new owners... Uh, they don't necessarily have the motorsport uh, understanding of things, right? And uh, that's, that's of course, a, a bit of concern, right? And I, I know this because, you know, back in time when I worked at Force India, Vijay Malia had a brilliant understanding about Formula One, but the other owners, Subroto Roy, uh, didn't have any. And I, I, I could see the difference in inputs, right? And um, this is where Doralton Dor- Capital you know, sort of uh, w- would be on the on a bit on the back foot. But maybe this is also why they've hired somebody like a Jensen Button to sort of guide them through the whole yeah. process. And uh, yeah, but this would largely be one of the, the key things to sort of keep in mind that, you know, you need to understand the business of Formula One. I mean, a, t- a takeover of a new team, the takeover of a heritage team, 
buy new owners can be a bit like Manchester City or AC Milan, right? Depends on which way and how the owners make it work. But let's hope that Williams is more of a Manchester City kind of a takeover than AC Milan. It's interesting times ahead for Williams. That's a stock that we would recommend buying. Then next, we shall come to McLaren. But that is after a short break, folks. 